You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sowing the seeds of cannabis and sounding the praise of our favorite plants, it's time to Hemp Resent. Our radio resident Hempo Sapien, Vivian McPeak, will present a weekly platform for guests and listeners to Hemp Resent about hemp and cannabis from the legal, activist, and reformist route. Let's round up and roll it up for our headmaster of hemp, Vivian McPeak. Welcome to the Hemp Present Resistance, seeking to defeat the alternative facts of prohibition one interview at a time and advocating for the plant, the whole plant, and nothing but the plant. Join me for a weekly reefer radio rebellion as I speak with some of the principal risk takers, movers, and shakers, and history makers of the cannabis industry, culture, and reform movement. I'm your host, Vivian McPeak. I am the executive director of the world's largest annual cannabis policy reform event, the Seattle Hemp Fest speaking flower to power for 28 years and found at hempfest.org. I am also the author of the book Protestable, a 20-year retrospective of Seattle Hemp Fest from AHA Publishing, also found at hempfest.org. If you have feedback or would like to suggest a guest or topic, email me at hemppresent at gmail.com. Today's guest on Hempresent is producer, executive producer, director, and filmmaker Diana Oliver, who is the owner of Thunderbird Productions, a film and entertainment company based in Dallas, Texas. Thunderbird Productions specializes in nonfiction documentary films with a specific focus on social, economic, and environmental issues. Diana is the creator of Hempsters Plant the Seeds, which is the first film in the Hempsters documentary film series featuring Woody Harrelson, Willie Nelson, Merle Haggard, Ralph Nader, and Third Eye Blind. Hempsters Plant the Seed spans a 14-year documentation of the fight to legalize industrial hemp in the United States. Diana has called in from Dallas, Texas to talk about Hempsters Plant Seed and other projects she's involved in. Welcome, Diana, to Cannabis Radio. Thank you so much. Very excited. We've been uh, Hempsters fans of Seattle Hemp Fest from conception. You guys are the the leaders in the industry and gave a lot of uh, credence to the movement when we were first starting out ourselves. So we all kind of pretty much started together there in the late 90s. Yes, yes, and 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 certainly I've been following your work as well. And and speaking of that, Hempsters Plant the Seed, of course, it's a 2011 documentary that follows 
among other things, actor Woody Harrelson's very public act of civil disobedience by planting four hemp seeds in Kentucky soil. I'm just curious, what was your involvement in the Hempsters Project uh, generally, and what was the inspiration behind the documentary? Why did you feel it was important to do that movie at that time? Well, my career started modeling in New York in the 80s and then acting in L.A. in the 90s. And I actually met Woody on the set of White Men Can't Jump, where I was cast in a small but pivotal role. Um, No lines, just featured extra. But I was able to hang out on the set with him and become friends with him and just a real stand-up guy. And I ended up very shortly thereafter... Uh, my very best friend is a was Prince's private chef in Paris, and she had moved to Santa Monica, where we were all living at the beach in the late 80s, early 90s. And we opened a organic cafe together, and Woody was pretty much a daily customer. And um, that's how I knew him and didn't know a thing about hemp. I had a makeup artist friend named Lang Burnett that had followed my been with my whole career from acting and modeling, and she was relentlessly talking about hemp in the 80s. And finally, I I asked her, you know, what is this hemp plant? And I had moved back to Texas, and I was producing. And I had left the acting, modeling, restaurant world, Hollywood, all of that, come home to Dallas, and I wanted to become a producer. And because I had started producing art shows in Santa Monica, and I just felt that my calling was best served behind the camera and putting people together So I got a job at Media World Television, and I was literally at my desk one week, and my executive producer boss, a gentleman named Ali Bijan, gave me my start and my career, believed in me. He said, I'll finance first round of whatever you want to do. And and I said, it has to be environmental. I'm, I'm obsessed with deforestation. So I delved into the deforestation um world. And during the week of research, I got an email or a ticker tape across my desk. And it said, actor, activist, Woody Harrelson plants four feral hemp seeds in a protest in Kentucky. And I was like, hemp. I was like, there it is again. Now, Woody's talking about it, risking his career, his, his freedom. So I start researching hemp and that was it. It was all over from that moment. I reached out, I found out about Jack Harris, the emperor wears no clothes. And I reached out to Jack first. Jack sent me the book signed. We started a dialogue of friendship that lasted many years. He was my mentor, my inspiration, my guide, really. As I, we dedicated the film to Jack. I reached out to Woody's team in Kentucky and along with 14 other groups of filmmakers, we had to go out and prove ourselves and spend like a week out there. I think actually it was like 10 days with Woody and all these other film groups from all over the world um, vying for this story. And I really didn't think we had much of a chance because we were young filmmakers, but I knew Woody a little bit from what I told you before. My experience with him, he was just a real accessible um gentleman and activist and we just spent the 10 days and at the end he had a round table and miraculously announced that we were the winners and we were getting the story and we were going to follow him and we were like wow this is incredible and the journey began from there and his his arrest protest subsequent trial and and acquittal that all are um jury nullification that actually lasted seven years 
And most people don't understand that when you're following a documentary style, you know, as real life events occur, um, sometimes it's years, you film one or two events and, and then, so as it started to develop, Craig Lee came on board. He's a co-producer. Craig introduced us to Gatewood Galbraith. Gatewood introduced us to Willie. And it snowballed. And really, all of them are all friends sort of anyway um, in the underground movement. And um, that's how it started. And we just became obsessed. I know I did. And I uh, realized in year 14, Vivian, we were immersed in a movement that was very slow to change. They're all, none of the, the, I think the first bill have gone before at that juncture. But, um, and then I realized there needed to be, we needed to stop and release this film because I had already realized what I needed to do was to, um, the, but we had documented the fight. Now what we need to focus on is hemp products. A way to educate people is to put something in their hand their mouth, their hair, dry, whatever, all the things that hemp can do. So I launched into the next uh, series, but at the time in 2012, I'd actually only written the first, the second and the third film. I now have eight in the series. So in, in addition to featuring, you know, really high profile personalities like Woody and, and Willie Nelson, Hempster's Plant the Seeds also highlights the work of lesser known activists. You mentioned the late Kentucky attorney, Gatewood Galbraith. Uh, and also, you had people like anti-deforestation anti tree sitter Julie uh, Julie Butterfly Hill. How easy was it to secure the participants in that effort? Did you find that 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 all these people shared your your passion for hemp? Oh, a hundred percent. Because, like I said, it, it began to morph organically as the players in the movement in '96 and through to 2011 all were either constituents of colleagues of one another or knew about one another. Julia Butterfly Hill uh, and I had the deepest connection with the deforestation issue. And I wanted her from the onset, but it turned out, I believe it was either, I think Gatewood is the one that introduced us to Julia. And the seven main activists, and then there's the 14 allies, everyone's story was so crucial to the sequence of events that occurred. You know, Craig is a war veteran and, and, and then the, the Graves family were hundred year old hemp farmers from the 1800s. And Willie Nelson is Willie Nelson. And Willie is such an advocate for hemp and cannabis. And we also, there was a huge drama when Gatewood, uh, got on board with the film of many of our peers saying, well, yeah, I, well, you're talking about hemp, but I mean, you're going to talk about cannabis. You know, you can't t say cannabis. If you're going to do a hemp documentary, it has to be one or the other. I mean, it was right. just ridiculous. The things that people were trying to um, keep us from talking about, but as far uh, as and that's, a, that's a controversy that was very, very looming large in the entire reform movement for, for decades as well. Oh, my gosh. Yes, you guys had to deal with it. It was just endless misinformation, which really pushed my buttons as a filmmaker to just doggedly uh, keep this going. All during the making of the film, we actually created the first temp expos next to you guys. We would have little mini expos at every single screening during the making of and then during the release of the film, we actually released through Cinema Libre. Um, they've, ha they've owned the film for the past seven years, which is a little bit of a, 
it's a little bane of uh, it's a little irritation to me. I guess that's a nice way to say it. We're trying to right now, we are trying at the moment to get out from underneath that deal we got under. They did release a few other films of Woody's that the weed and fuel films. So it was a natural fit in the beginning, but Hempsters Plant the Seed to me is an iconic movement and doesn't just belong to me by no means. Now I did come up with the idea of the hemp documentary. I reached out to Woody, got the, uh, the invitation for us. The film was developed with the director, Michael Henning, Craig Lee, Gatewood helped to make this movie. Woody makes it helped make the film. Julia, um, Donna Cockrell, the Graves family, Joe Hickey, everybody had such a pivotal, um, just a pivotal role in the success of getting the film. And we fought so many things over those 14 years. It was just unbelievable the amount of opposition that we came against um, over the years. But, you know, we persevered and we kept going. And I just fell in love more and more with the hemp plant. Um, it was very easy to secure the participants in that effort um, for the film because like you, like you said, you know, they all shared the same passion. So, um, I am talking to Diana Oliver about uh, her documentary projects and other stuff. Uh, we've got about a minute before the first break. Um, very quickly, under the United States Farm Bill of 2018, commodity hemp production was federally legalized. Finally, it's legal. How does that make you feel as someone who invested career capital uh, into publicizing the legalization effort. Do you take any personal pride in helping to get the word out and advance this historic policy change? I do very humbly. I feel like Hempsters Plant the Sea is the iconic film of the movement. We focus on the fight, the legalization, individual lives, and the heartbreak that many of these people suffered. And we have lost several of the, the, um, the OGs, we like to call them, Hempsters, including Jack Hare. But I feel like it, it's, you know, it takes a village to raise a child and this Hempsters um, hemp plant is, is a child. It, it, it's a really a global movement. Everybody needs to be behind this, this movement. Indeed. Uh, we're going to take our first break here. Word from our uh, sponsors and advertisers. Come back with our second segment. Time to roll out for the people that let us hemp present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. 
Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at s-h-o-o-g-i-e-s dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Oh, lady marijuana llama, tell you something now about a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is Hemping, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. We're back on Cannabis Radio with Diana Oliver. Uh... Diana, I found Woody Harrelson to be just extremely down to earth when he came to speak at Seattle Hemp Fest in 2001 and 2003. And I'm just wondering, as an independent filmmaker, in your opinion, how important uh, is celebrity involvement in advocacy and attaching a famous media brand uh, to an idea or a cause? How, how helpful is that to have a big name behind you? It's crucial, really. There, Nobody would have paid any attention to us if Woody hadn't planted the four feral hemp seeds and risked his own celebrity. I mean, he was, he staged it, but I mean, there was a moment there for a couple of years before the final, nobody knew which way it was going to go. It was incredibly dramatic up to the very moment the judge, uh, you know, set him free or released him from the, from the uh, <clears throat> courthouse. So, it is crucial to have a celebrity involved because the average viewer, unless you're in the green movement, I like to tell everyone for years and you are already a hempster by birth, just by loving the hemp plant or the cannabis plant or both, or being in, uh, an advocate, activist, medicinal, or just loving the earth enough to know how crucial they are uh, as plants. Uh, for the survival of the planet in so many different ways, in my opinion, and many others. Uh, the celebrity is a wonderful, wonderful gift for them to allow. We, not one of the celebrities charged us a dime and still haven't. We uh, got their name and likeness um, in perpetuity for that film. I have never betrayed that trust they gave me and vice versa. The film has made no money for any of us, but it has made its mark as an um, educational piece. And we're hoping to try to re-release it with the full series. The new series is filled with A-list celebrities from music, film, and television on a more contemporary level. Because what we're doing now is we are solely focused on product and environment and education, enlightenment, and entertainment. So that's kind of the moniker for the upcoming Hempsters documentary film series. Another project you're working on, Hemp House Build, uh, is described as a one-of-a-kind, eco-friendly, sustainable, hemp-based materials. Uh, tell us something about Hemp House Build. Can you tell us about that project? Well, Hemp House Build is my child, I try to call it. Um, 
Uh, it is the most, if you've never met master hempcrete builder, Greg Slaval, who is from New Zealand and has been building houses made of hemp all over Europe long before he built the, uh, co-built the first three in Asheville with Dave Madeira, an amazing man of just a, uh, so filled with knowledge about hemp, growing of hemp, harvesting hemp for fiber, all the products that hemp makes, but in a real entertaining way. And I had heard about Greg and I was just chomping at the bit to get Hempsters plant the seed out so I could focus on Greg and his team and uh, raised um, $8,000 and flew up to shoot for three days in Asheville and set it all up and we shot a pilot. And, um, oh, it was just tragic after we, we were we were literally in conversations within six months of of editing the pilot with Discovery Channel and tragically the other builder, Dave Madeira, who had already survived one bout of brain cancer. His, his cancer returned and we lost him within three months. He said, I can't go through it again and fight it again. And at the time it was 2012, the CBD was just starting. I heard a little, like a one or two conversations. I want to say 2012 and 2013 about it. It was just starting to kind of enter into the main, the, our green mainstream, I like to call it on our radar and um, with journalists and people. So, but nobody was, utilizing it and rick simpson was was very underground at the time and i wish i'd have known but since then i think i've probably helped thousands of people at least extend their lives or save their lives so um hemp house build is um is an amazing project it is um we're re-editing right now eight full episodes we we went back out on the road we we just put it on the back burner out of respect for for Dave and we picked it back up and um, uh, last year Greg reached out to me and I had just come off the infamous cannabis car tour I got the cannabis car on Jay Leno and that's a whole nother story and I got uh, just come off that and I took off and we shot eight episodes around the United States and Canada and we are currently editing it right now for Netflix they are very interested among many other streaming networks, uh, but we think Netflix Netflix may be the best fit, but we should have that released in the spring of 2020 finally. So that's and so, been a, and you can a, you can build a house almost entirely out of hemp, right? Including hempcrete cement and hemp fiberboard. I mean it's uh, carbon yes. neutral and environmentally uh, non toxic, environmentally sound, right? The first house in Asheville made of hemp it's the frames wooden, but now they have hemp wood. They're just launched, which is amazing. But the hempcrete, you build a build out like a sustaining wall or retaining wall. Excuse me. I got the hiccups. Retaining wall, and then you tamp the hemp down inside. So it literally is the insulation and the wall. So it's pretty amazing. The house breathes. It contracts and retracts. So. As concrete is gypsum-based rocks, rocks hemp is cellulose-based, and it heat of the sun. It's the house literally semi-breathes. The smell of that house, the feel of that house, is unbelievable. You, there's no toxic smell of paint or insulation or all these things, and most people don't understand. When a house catches on fire, people do not burn in their homes when they die in a house fire. 
you are rendered useless by the chemicals from your carpeting, your insulation, your furniture, your curtains, all that stuff is just laced in chemicals. And, and, and it's, and make, the, the it's house making people a, sick. A modern house doesn't have to burn to have to gas off, to have all of these chemicals produced in the, these uh, synthetics uh, and, and polymers and glues and everything, right? I mean, an, an average yes, house can be toxic true. to people that are chemically sensitive already, but not a hemp house. Uh, that is 100% I, I heard about a guy whose, whose daughter had autism so bad and she was so chemically sensitive that he built a school out of hemp uh, just so her and people like his daughter uh, with those, those sensitivities could go to a, a, a safe school. Oh, I have never heard that. I need to research that. I try to get usually get all the European updates, but I have not heard that, and that is amazing. Well, the first house made of hemp up there in Asheville, that's Andrew, I'm so sorry, I can't remember his last name, the architect, his daughter was ill, and that's how the whole thing first came about, and many of the episodes have homeowner stories, uh, Finley family up in uh, one of the big show houses that Hemp House build and Hemp Technologies Global. That's Greg's company. And if anyone listening to this radio broadcast would like to know about uh, Hemp House with Greg, all you need to do is www.hemp-technologies.com and all the houses around the world. And we're going to be featuring all the builders, not Greg host but now there's a lot of awesome builders coming up out of Colorado John Patterson he does the temperature out in the west coast and there's just some I mean it's terrible to see what's going on in the hemp movement I have watched this mushroom over the past 23 years it's, it's like watching a child grow it's pretty incredible actually so, Dana, we, we got a couple minutes before the next break. You've mentioned a couple things uh, talking about hemp houses. I'm just curious, what, what has been a few of the most interesting things that you personally have learned in the process of covering the issue of cannabis and hemp? What's, what's really surprised you? What has surprised me um, and delighted me was so many diverse walks of life from celebrity to farmer, from celebrity to just the average Joe People, once they become educated, which is the key and why media for me and, and media has been very strangled for hemp and cannabis. And Facebook is currently censoring a CBD companies, lots of my friends and colleagues. And it's just absurd. OK, um, and that's why I keep going and I will keep going until there's pr pretty much nothing left of me, because my lot in life, my my passion, once you learn about what hemp does for the planet. Um, the greenhouse effect, deforestation, all the plastics, the pollution, the, the, the medicinal side, cannabis is medicine in stopping the growth of cancer cells, personal journeys, and the stories I hear from people from all over the world. I'm just amazed at the, and delighted by the camaraderie and the way that the world is joining together and how rapidly the movement went from zero to 1,000 in legalization with uh, a, a president, really, that nobody likes for many reasons. And I find distasteful their environmental stance, which basically is zero, but he did put, help push through a lot of these bills. And so I don't want to get into the political side of things by no means, 
but what what I have seen is the joining forces of human nature, and that has been a wonderful thing to see. Jack Herrer was correct when he said hemp could save the planet. I'm talking to producer-director Diana Oliver. We're going to take another break. Uh, hear a word from our sponsors and advertisers and come back with our final questions. Time to roll out for the people that let us hemp present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Fetch your earbuds and stay tuned for some pure pet care conversation. Hi, it's Angela Ardolino with It's a Dog's Life, and I have Hernanda Umana joining me. We're just both so fascinated with how much we've learned since we've been in this pet industry and creating an all-natural product. Because it's a dog's life. I am a huge fan of my guest today, Dr. Bob Goldstein. I have, in my experience, not seen many natural substances produce the results that CBD is producing in the animals that we are testing on. It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. Let me welcome Nick Hexum from 311. We've never heard things like your music when it first came out. It's like to mix the reggae with the punk and all of that together was just such an unusual sound and and we loved it. We realized we're not gonna copy what's on the radio. At the time it was all grunge that was on the radio and I said, let's just stick to what we know and wait for a culture to come around to us. Hey, it's Nick Hexum from 311, and you're listening to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina on CannabisRadio.com. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. Cannabis is just one of the many great plants that we have on this planet called Earth that we can use consciously and intelligently to improve our well-being. Take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. Learning to live and live well is a lifelong process. This is a journey. It could be you could be 80 years old or eight years old. You can still learn something that's gonna make tomorrow a little bit healthier, a little bit easier, a little bit happier, a little bit better. The concierge for better living with Doc Rob. Only on cannabisradio.com. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. We're back on Cannabis Radio with Diana Oliver. Uh, Diana, you're also involved in Weed Easy 420, an educational animated medical marijuana TV series. Uh, What's that about? Uh, um, And also, how can people... Uh, while we still have a few minutes, how can people follow your, your work and, and check out what you're doing? So so what's what's Weed Easy 420 about? I'm excited about Weed Easy 420. It was brought to me by by MLM Consulting here in Dallas. Producers Shelby Starr, Marcus Rogers, we're working on a few projects in the cannabis space together. Um, we have uh, Weed Easy 420 is produced by a gentleman named Bill Kincaid and Aaron uh, Delee and those two guys live in Atlanta. That's their project. We brought came on board to try to get them a deal. We start actively pitching. A lot of people are looking at it right now. It's very different. It's really cool. 
forebear characters. They're all professionals and they are in the urban market. So it's real hip. It's got real cool uh, up and coming comedians are the people doing the voiceovers at the moment. And we, we really uh, love what the work that they did for the sizzle. And we're just uh, pitching it for an educational animated medical marijuana TV series that sort of um, the youth can get behind. It's a little, little diverse from my normal project, but uh, because it's educational and they have a real voice for, for education, I think it's got a good point. I won't mention any names. There was another project similar a couple of years ago and got received millions of dollars from a investor and they didn't make the project any better. But the point was it was based out of a prison. It was all the stereotypes. We try to stay away from all of that. We want to show the the bright light of hemp and cannabis. We want to show the average person. We want to show how it incorporates into daily life. So all these misnomers about people who love hemp and cannabis uh, can fall by the wayside. And I'm so thankful for you guys at Hemp Fest and with the work you've been doing, Vivian. Thank you for the interview. And if anyone would like to reach out to me, um, my personal email is dianathunderbird at hotmail.com, all lowercase. Um, I have multiple pages for all the films. The new series is an eight-part series, the Hempsters documentary film series. And we're working with media vendors out of um, New York and Vegas on the tour. Um, that's going to be really exciting. We're in final funding that every film, starting with Hempsters, has its own page. So you can go to any page to find out what's happening within the film sector. And... Um, that's really it. I've got a new website in development, but it will be the Hempsters Doc Film Series. And uh, I'm so thankful for, for the interview. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Diana Oliver. We're thankful too. So thank you so much for all your work and for being on Hempers. Thank you. Wanna, Bye-bye. You bet. Now I want to get to a weekly feature of Hempersent on CannabisRadio.com. It's the quote of the week, and here it is. For all you petrochemical, pharmaceutical, military, industrial, transnational, corporate, fascist, elite bastards, I've got your karma right here. And those are the words of the late Kentucky lawyer and hemp activist Gatewood Galbraith from his book, The Last Free Man in America Meets the Synthetic Subversion. That concludes this installment of Hempers on Cannabis Radio. I want to thank Brasco, my man in the control room, and all the Cannabis Radio sponsors and advertisers. Join me next week for some more reefer repartee and cannabis confabulation with some special hempo sapien on a journey to justice. As we silence the violence, increase the peace, and promote unity in the cannabis community with impunity. Because when it comes to prohibition, you have the right not to remain silent. Activism requires a voice, so find yours and speak up for justice because resistance is fertile. Until then, my friends, stay strong, stand tall, toke it easy. The Hempersent theme song, Take Back the Plants, performed by Stickerbush and sung by a much younger version of myself. Turn up the music, maestro, because I am out. Marijuana! The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.